My guest this week, we had headlines when on December 22, 1979, she wrestled Andy Kaufman on Saturday Night Live. Her coach was her father, Olympic wrestling coach Jim Peckham. After the fight, she had a long and rewarding career as a teacher in the Maryland school system. It is my pleasure to introduce a woman who doesn't get in the kitchen and peel the potatoes, Ms. Diana Peckham. Hello. Hello. Once again, thank you for doing this. I ask all my guests, do you remember the first time you watched something on television? Very first time I watched something on television. Or your earliest memory. Okay, I've actually gotten Disney and Ed Sullivan a lot. That's a pop. That was very obviously it was very popular back in the day. Watching uh, The Wizard of Oz with my mother, and it wasn't until we got a color TV in like '69 that we realized that once Dorothy landed in Kansas, there was color in the picture. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that people didn't know that when until they got color sets. Was it on every year like it was when I was a kid? Once a year. Once a year. In yep. the fall, yeah. Just like the Ten Commandments in April. Well, I always remember it as being the fall. It might have well have been April. I'm not sure. So how old were you when you first noticed all the athleticism in your family? Oh, that was from the get-go. My grandfather was a professional wrestler in the 30s and wrestled and won the world championship title in uh, Madison Square Garden in 36. And my father had been a 14-time New England once national champion in wrestling growing up. And he wrestled in the 56 Olympics. So, and my uncle had been a vice racer. Vice racer and uh, it was just athletics all the way. How well were you aware of Andy Kaufman before the match? Did you know him from Taxi or from Saturday Night Live? when he did his uh, sing-along with the Mickey Mouse, not Mickey Mouse, Mighty Mouse anthem. Um, and he had some other shtick that he used to do. I don't. I never thought of him as a comedian. He was more like a really bad performance artist. Right. Originally, he wanted to wrestle Diana Nyad. When did it change to you? Um, my husband, well, he wasn't my husband then, but we were at a party in uh, Cambridge, and Saturday Night Live was still really popular, so we turned it on, and that's when he issued his challenge, calling himself the intergender wrestling champion of the world, because uh, he had been pulling women out of the audience for a couple of episodes, and um, I guess he stopped doing it when he pulled up an obviously pregnant woman, mm. and the audience shamed him into not wrestling her, but he challenged any woman in America that if she could pin him in three minutes, he'd give her a thousand dollars. Hello, I am Andy Kaufman, and I was on this show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I was on this show several weeks ago. I wrestled a woman from the audience. I've gotten a lot of nasty mail from you people out there. You're right, through Saturday Night Live, I'm never going to watch your show again if you let Andy Kaufman wrestle. It was the most tasteless thing I've ever seen. So you're trying to get me to stop wrestling on television, huh? Well, there's no way you're going to do it. I will wrestle on every show. I will wrestle on every variety show, every talk show. You will not be able to turn the dial fast enough. You'll never get rid of me until a woman beats me in 
a wrestling match. That's right. But there's no woman that can beat me in a wrestling match because women do not have the brains. Even the ones that they lift the weight, they lift the weight, and they make the buses. Those women don't have the brains. The only thing that women have the brains for is to cook, clean, and raise the babies. Now, just a minute. Shut up. Shut up. Now, look. If there's any woman out there who thinks you can beat me, send your picture and the reason why, your statistics and the reason why you can beat me to this show. You will be flown out on December 22nd, and we will have a match right here. If you beat me, I will give you $1,000, shave my head right in the, right here on Nationwide Television, and I will never wrestle on television again. But I don't think there's anyone who can do it. If you're a woman and want to wrestle Andy Kaufman on our Christmas show, December 22nd, send your name, address, and current photo of yourself to Andy Kaufman, Post Office Box 860, Radio City Station, New York, New York, 10019. Letters must be postmarked no later than December 14th, 1979. Boy, I hope somebody beats it. <laughs> and so I wrote in a letter as it... I don't know, I think there were like 1,200 letters he got, and he picked four of us, and we went to New York City and had a wrestle-off, and I won the wrestle-off. And you had coaching from your father? Um, actually, the night before, because we had gone down and um, they had filmed uh, the wrestle-off with the women, and my father and my grandfather were there, and they were both giving me tips. I probably should have listened to my grandfather for the professional moves because Kaufman knew nothing about amateur wrestling. Right. And did you buy the misogynist thing that he was doing? Or did you think it was real or did you know he was trying to be a heel? Well, that's a shtick that he played, that he was a misogynist. I don't know if it was real or not and didn't really care. Okay. Did they put you in the... Essex House or whatever the whatever the hotel was that the Saturday Night Live guests would stay at. I don't remember where I stayed. Okay, I was just I was just wondering. Um, did you get to meet Ted Knight? No, I did not meet Ted Knight. Um, I met Al Franken because Al Franken came up to me at the end of the match. Apparently, Al Franken had wrestled in either high school or college, and he said, you know, he cheated. He cheated. And then uh, we did go to the after-hours party, and uh, my now husband spoke with Al Franken, and we spoke with a number of the cast members. Yeah, Al, I read his biography. He wrestled in high school. Were you were a fan of Saturday Night Live at, at the time? Yep. It was a hit. Yep. Were you nervous stepping on the stage, though? Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to be facing because they had given me no guidelines. I didn't know that his manager was the referee, and he knew absolutely nothing about wrestling. Had I known that, I could have called down to New York Athletic Club, where my brother was a member, and my father had wrestled for decades, and gotten somebody who was knowledgeable. Did he whisper things? He's known for whispering things when, when during the match, like suggestive things into a women's ear. Did he try that on you? No, he did not whisper anything to me. Okay, you look. Did you think you were going to win during during the match? Sure. Did you get offers from other? I had some. I had some basic knowledge of wrestling, having been with my father and my brother for who knows how many matches. And we used to have people that came by the house and turned our living room into a wrestling mat. 
and I was the first woman to wrestle at Springfield College in a wrestling skills class under Coach Doug Parker, who was also great friends with my father. And your father was at Emerson College for many years? As the athletic director, wrestling coach, cross country, and as my mother was. My mother went into health and for a couple of months and ended up staying 24 years as the assistant athletic director. Yes, I read that um, in the research that she went in for supposed to be a couple of weeks and she ended up for over 20 years, yes. Yeah, yeah. Did you get any offers to go on any other shows after that? Not shows, but I did get two job offers. One from the MC for that skit, uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. He wanted me to join the professional wrestling circuit for women. Right. And I got a job offer from the FBI. They hmm. wanted me to become an agent because I didn't have many female agents back in that day. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I wasn't interested in carrying a gun. When did you go into education? Were you in college for that at the time? I went in as a PE major at Springfield College, switched after my sophomore year, became an English teacher, went for my first job interview as an English teacher at Norfolk County Agricultural High School, which was where I was working when I did the show. And um, they hired me in PE because they were adding girls to the fa uh, to the student body. It had been strictly a boys' school up to that time. So I became the female phys ed teacher that they needed. And when my husband and I married, moved out to Maryland, and I couldn't get a job as a PE teacher, so I switched to English and I got hired. It's very hard still to this day to get a job as a PE teacher. arts and education with all the no child left behind and everything that's come after that. Yeah, unfortunately. Early on in your teaching career, did anybody recognize you? The woman who wrestled Andy Kaufman on Saturday Night Live? Um, it, it got out. I don't know if it was just common knowledge among the administration or whatever, but it got out to the staff and we went through the whole explanation of it. And then the kids would find out that they passed it down over the years. But the kids always assumed that when they had ninth graders mostly, that I was uh, a mud wrestler or I wrestled in jello. No, mm. it was on Saturday Night Live. And I read an article from 2001 from the Baltimore Sun that it said that once a year you would show the video. Right. In 79, virtually nobody had VCRs or tapes, so I had never seen a tape of the show. And um, my brother went to school in Columbia, was living in New York and Manhattan around 89, 88, and he ran into a, a fellow classmate who was working at NBC, and he got me the copy of the tape. Told the kids, because most of the kids I had in ninth grade, I had them in AP Lit their senior year, and they said as a reward for having survived me for two years, they could watch the tape. And were they shocked to see their teacher My wife is an English teacher, and she is twenty pilot. <laughs> yeah, and journalism, and a couple of other classes in between. And for how long did you teach? I was a teacher for thirty-nine years. Wow. What do you What are you doing now? Do you have any hobbies or? Um, I retired in twenty fifteen, and my husband finally retired uh, two years ago. And we had bought property up in New Hampshire back in 20, 2011. 
and we retired up here and we've got a a farm a 200 acre piece of property with a organic farm for which we are selling um, produce during the season oh that's great yeah we do csas and uh the wilnet farmers market on saturdays do people contact you for interviews um i haven't been contacted for an interview probably since that easter back in uh you said what oh one yeah yeah, it's been so much time. Most of the young people don't have a clue as to one who Andy Kaufman is, and I don't know that they spend their Saturday nights watching Saturday Night Live. I think they're on their phones or out and about. It's actually the highest-rated television show on television because it's the only show that people have to stay and watch live. Right. <laughs> so that it's, it has that going for it. And yeah. up until up until Monday, Hulu had that episode on for about five years. Well, it wasn't until when was it? I guess it was this spring that I got a bunch of uh, Facebook and text saying, "Was this me on on the tape?" Because it had never been available. That was the saving grace for all those years that I showed it as a reward to my students. It had never been available. I actually paid a guy in Canada to tape it off of comedy. They have their version of Comedy Central called the Comedy Network. So in 1998, uh, he taped it off of Canadian television. Ah. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. R.E.M. used a clip of that in that song that they did about Andy Kaufman, mm. Man in the Moon. Right. I ended up getting a royalty check from R.E.M. That's cool. But I've never gotten any royalty checks because I don't think they've ever shown that episode again on TV as a rerun. No, it's just streaming, and I don't think people get residuals for streaming. It's actually yeah, if yeah. you have if you have the Peacock app, it's on. Yeah. People can watch. People who are hearing this and don't know about the episode, they can uh, look it up on Peacock and see everything. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you talk to Gilda Radner at all or Jane Curtin? No, I was mainly back in my dressing room. They wouldn't let me out of the dressing room. And it just brought me back, you know, to make my entrance and then took me back to my dressing room. And uh, Kaufman came in and spoke to me. And I think my husband and my father were going to punch him because... He had almost broken my shoulder with an illegal move. Mm, yeah. Because he doesn't know what he didn't know what he was doing, and he didn't know it was an illegal move. And he was very calm and you know very kind of mild mannered and meek in opposition to his misogynist persona that he presented. Then right, he had he had like six or seven different um, personas that he would do. How did you do the rehearsal? Did you just do a dry run? Oh, so they, so in the dress rehearsal, there was you guys didn't do it. No, 
okay. I heard I heard a story because I on my podcast I interview people from Saturday Night Live and I talked to um Walter Williams who did the Mr. Bill um shorts. Yeah. He was supposed he did a Mr. Bill Christmas and it was supposed to air after your match. And because maybe because you they didn't do a dress rehearsal, it ran long it ran longer than it was supposed to. And they had to cut Mr. Bill. And Walter Williams was incensed. And he went to Lorne Michaels and and said, this is my job. And now I'm going to cut for this. And it's not right. He, he should be professional and stay with the amount of time you gave him. And then Lorne never had him back on. So he, he came back on with Dick Ebersole. But Lorne Michaels never had Andy Kaufman on because it ran over. He never had Andy Kaufman or? Andy Kaufman. No, no. Well, was... My understanding is that Andy Kaufman was never back on the show because after that aired, um, and Kaufman was really stupid. He should have reissued a challenge to me, and he should have let me win and issued a challenge because he, he just didn't play it right. But then afterwards, he did an interview with... Well, let me go back in time just a little bit. Does everybody remember when Andy Kaufman... You know, remember Andy Kaufman, the guy from Taxi and everything? Taxi, yeah. He came to Memphis, you know, and he wanted to wrestle some women and everything. Yep. Well, okay, he came here a few months ago, and he did wrestle and beat several women. But there was one girl named Foxy who gave him a tough battle. Really? So she, he, she came back and wrestled him again, and, and he did finally win the match. But... Uh, I was in her corner, gave her a few pointers and everything. And after the match was over, um, you know, he kind of roughed her up a little bit. Well, I went in the ring and kind of pulled him off, and maybe shoved him back a little bit. Well, uh, day before yesterday, I got a knock on my door, and a man delivers me a videotape and this, which is a deposition from, given to a lawyer and a court reporter from uh, Andy Kaufman. And apparently, uh, I'm being sued by Andy Kaufman now. And I just want to well, show you this. Show you this tape. Tape from Andy Kaufman, if you want to look at this. Okay. Yeah, let's You remember me? I'm Andy Kaufman from Hollywood. Remember, you pushed me around in the ring last time I was down in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Lawler. I am not a hick. I am not from Memphis, Tennessee. I don't come from Tennessee like you do, okay? I come from Hollywood, California, where I make movies and TV shows. I am a national... And you can sue me if you want to, but I've got a very simple solution for you, wimp. And I've realized that he's obviously got somebody taping this, or he's going to find out what I say. So if Andy Kaufman wants to live out his fantasy of being a wrestler, I can I can let him live that out real easily, Lance. If he would st ever once step into the wrestling ring with a man, you would see what it would be like to be a wrestler, and it would end your fantasies and end your dreams in just about 30 seconds, and you would never want to be in a wrestling ring again. So if you want to do that, we can settle it two ways, Andy Kaufman. We can settle it in court, which your case is a joke. You know, Lance, I didn't I barely pushed the guy. That's a joke. Or what I would propose and what I think everybody would love to see is Andy Kaufman come and get in the ring with a real wrestler and let him see what it's like to really wrestle. How would that be? Sounds fine. Okay. Love it. Could you get, like maybe get that message to Mr. Andy? Oh, oh, I'm sure that we will. And like I appreciate you say, he'll know it. Who was it? Um, he was on a show. Oh, he wrestled. What was his name? Kaufman or Collar? Some oh, professional wrestler. Jerry the King Lawler. That's what it was. And um, Kaufman ended up in a neck break, supposedly. And he, you know, because uh, Lawler had said that it was staged and that he, had, you know, hadn't done it properly, hadn't done it fairly. And so then 
Kaufman never wrestled again. Right. That was his last performance against Lawler. Right. And and he was never back on Saturday Night Live because I think Saturday Night Live, I think they might have gotten some negative publicity from the way Kaufman handled it. He was not on with Lauren, and then he Lauren left in 1980, and Dick Ebersole took over, and he did like two or three episodes, and then he decided to have a vote. Should it, should I, Andy Kaufman, be allowed to appear on Saturday Night Live? He thought he would win, and the audience voted for him never to come back. Right. Uh, oh. Well, tells you what they thought of him. And then he got cancer and died. So. Right. Um. My my understanding is that he got Carsey sarcoma, and that he was possibly an early AIDS victim. Hmm. What large? Pardon? No, every book I ever read said that he had large cell carcinoma lung cancer. Oh, I was told when he died that it was actually Carsey's sarcoma. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that too. And because the guy who was his agent, who was the ref- referee, every five years he comes out with a new book the truth about Andy Kaufman, and it's always some other story. So yeah. I don't know which one, because so you don't know which one is factual, which one is not. Right. Hey, did you ever see the episode, Managed to Track, though, there used to be a popular show on at 7 o'clock. They had it in Boston and New York and I think maybe Baltimore or D.C., um, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's kind of like New Hampshire has a program called The Chronicle, and they do New Hampshire stories. This was turned into, you know, local history stories. And they filmed that episode when we had the wrestle-off. So they had all four, all, both matches with all four women. And then they had the scene where Kaufman comes up to me and I've got my glasses on and he slaps me on the face and says, go back to the kitchen. I cannot remember the name of that show. Is it PM Magazine? That might be it. You know, I can watch were there right and they interviewed his parents at the time too right i'm surprised that you were not let in on it let in on what you know that most of the women who he wrestled a couple of them were his girlfriends and you that yours was yours was an actual wrestling you know yeah yeah that's that's amazing because i was and and he kept in character yeah makeup department um one gal short blonde hair um was a construction worker and in the national guard and the gal kim that i wrestled against too she was uh, i think a milwaukee police officer wow the first girl that he did that he wrestled on at the saturday live he did it on the second episode of this of that season he wrestled Mimi Lambert, who was his girlfriend at the time. She was the heir to the Lacoste fortune. And she came out of the audience and she just happened to be wearing dance skins. And she said, oh, I'm a ballet dancer. I just had a class. Yeah, yeah, right. Right, exactly. After he wrestled you, he wrestled the Playboy Playmate of the Month for September 1981, Susan Smith. That was his last match, was the whole thing with Lawler and his uh, fake neck injury. Did you see Man in the Moon? Yeah. 
Well, thank you very much for talking to me. You are very welcome. We live in the old days of my fame and glory. <laughs> and, and, I mean, 42 years of marriage and was it 30, how many years teaching? 30? 39. 39 years of teaching. That's, that's an accomplishment. Three children, three grandchildren. Congratulations. That's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. I teach um, government. Uh, I teach seniors. Um, this is my twenty-second year. Uh, you're into the long haul, then. Yeah, I got. So I've got ten, at least ten years. <laughs> um, where are you teaching in the city? Yeah, Rich, Richmond Hill, Queens, New York. I don't know how how. My much brother you... and sister-in-law live in Howard Beach. My wife teaches at John Adams. And my sister-in-law is a PT for the New York City school system, so they probably run into each other at some point. That's fun. Yeah, that's funny. Did they did their kids go to did their kids go to public school? Uh, Emily did not. No, she Emily is now twenty four. She just graduated two years ago from Williams College. She's a very talented young girl, young woman. Well, my kids, our kids were all athletes. My husband's an athlete, so. I didn't know if your grandfather was around in the early days of television with uh, Gorgeous George. Oh, no, 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 no. Wrestling, uh, and I think after he won his world championship title in New York. Oh, because he said that, that in the 30s was mostly carnivals. Uh, well, it hadn't changed quite then. They made some changes in the late 30s and 40s, and my grandfather dropped out of it. He went back to line work. He was a lineman. My father was a lineman until he uh, got a wrestling job at Emerson and then became the athletic director. Oh, a lot of famous people came out of that college. Yeah. Norman Lear and Happy Days guy. Henry Winkler? Uh, Henry Winkler. And who's the other one? Dennis Leary. My father, my brother ran into Dennis Leary in Manhattan someplace. And he yelled out to him, hey, Dennis Leary, where's your hockey jersey? And Leary turned around and said, what are you talking about? My mother says you, you never returned your hockey jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and he obviously remembered your mother. Yep. That's funny. Okay, well, thank you for doing this. You're very welcome. Have a good day. Have a good podcast. Have a good rest of the week. <laughs> okay, yep. Take care. Bye -bye. You too, bye.